Hey everyone, it's Gabby and Danny and Manny and you're listening to Oye, Let's Talk. Today we're talking about the census. I know, a great word. I didn't give too much of an intro because we're going to get into what the numbers mean because at the end of the day, you're not a statistic. You're more than that. And we're here to express how or what many (laughs) everyone is more than a statistic but anyway (laughs) no oh my gosh that's so rude okay wait let's dive let's dive into this why for the first time i am proud to be a statistic because the census showed us that america is becoming a diverse nation what do y'all think what do y'all think okay okay we are a statistic okay i'm okay with this i'm okay with this exactly you don't really have a say (laughs) people are behind the numbers that is my punto i'm just saying yes yes but as manny mentioned everyone like for the first time in forever the number of white people the census counted or people who identified and checked white on the census you know that little thing that happened last year during the pandemic 2020 yeah great times um there's less of them apparently but we're here to talk about a little bit more than that so although the white's population decreased the latino population or hispanic latino not a race ethnicity mm-hmm. increased by like 23 percent. that's pretty legit right y'all let's go that's yes pretty significant wow yes. i'm proud one of the mm-hmm. biggest one of the things that really stood out to me was this and get this fact 98% of Americans currently live in a county. 98%, that means almost everybody, lives in a place with an increasing number of Latinos. And 95% live in a county where the Asian population is also on the rise. So, I mean, diversity is rising in 19 out of every 20 counties. That is wow. pretty cool, guys. You know what that means for everybody? More You're near good food. No, no, no. Yeah, Good food is yeah. I'm just saying you can get tacos and dumplings probably not too far away. <laughs> yeah, but are we talking about like authentic food or are we talking about like oh that Tex-Mex? Like it it's, does make a difference. It's not the same thing. Small to, shops. So actually to that point, as Danny mentioned, Tex-Mex is a mix of food and cultures. And turns <laughs> out more people are identifying as multiracial, y'all. I don't That's really know. Me, y'all. I never really know. Means. Okay. I never really know what to check which is like unfortunate, but also like I, I want to contribute to all of them because, and I'm glad you also talked about like race briefly because I know a lot of people still use them interchangeably, like ethnicity and race. So technically, I guess my race would be white, right? I checked that box. And then like ethnicity would be like Hispanic or Latino. But then for some reason, I always see like Mexico, Puerto Rico grouped into one or like separate from Hispanic or Latino. I don't know why. And then there's like another other multiracial where it's like if you're like arabic or not arabic arab or asian or whatever so like that i would also contribute to that but then also european because of my dad's background so it's just like all over the place danny it sounds like a lot of people are going through your struggle i think the census is just gonna have to change their ways come 20 what 30 like it's not okay i think danny points out you know one of the downfalls of our census it's it's you you almost you have group. to put your yeah you have to put yourself in a box you're literally checking off a box mm-hmm. you're physically and figuratively putting yourself in a box which sometimes it's hard to do because you are so many things you know uh 
I, it's, I think it's just difficult to really put down. I, I think Danny is a perfect example and a lot of people. And I, maybe that is why we saw an increase in people picking multiracial mm-hmm. because people no longer fit in A or B. You're more like a little bit of A and a little bit of B and a little bit of C, you know. So maybe our, we're moving towards obviously minorities on the rise, but we're moving to a more a more open-minded society where like, mm-hmm. hey, we're, we're multiracial. We don't have to be in a specific box. I think we're also moving toward a more um, inclusive direction where we're more accepting of like interracial couples, for example. Like I feel like we see that more and more. And by by default, obviously, like the kids become more diverse from all different types of backgrounds. So I think that also helps. So before we dive in a little bit more into what today's census is giving us for our future, I actually want to emphasize like why the census even matters, because most people, especially during the pandemic, it was very tough to get to count people. And for reference, if you don't know, it's a count that happens every 10 years. So for some people, this is the first time they were ever being counted. Or if you immigrated, again, one of the first times you've ever been counted for the census. But because of the pandemic, there was less in-person counting. For the first time this year, you were allowed to fill it out online. So some experts say there's a severe undercount because some people were just too scared to open their doors. People were quarantining their mail in the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, which was the early onset of 2020, to be honest. Um, but other people say that there could we could have counted the best ever because people could have filled it out online, no problem and fill it out on behalf of their households. You don't count families, you count by household. So all of this and why we count is important because first of all, it kind of determines how you can vote or who you can vote for and where you lie politically. True. And the census also tells us who we are and where we're going as a nation. I feel like we briefly touched upon this in our election season episode, but it pretty much helps our communities determine like where to build everything from like schools to supermarkets and from homes to hospitals. Like it has a big impact in infrastructure and bills that are proposed. And like Gabby said, it, you know, this count, which fun fact, the census is actually mandated by the constitution. So even our our founding fathers were like, we need to have a set data of what the country is looking like. You know, this is very important. So, and that translates into Hey, how many people are now physically representing you in Congress? Did this state grow larger? If you did, now you're going to gain a little more seats in, you know, the House of Representatives and you might get more funding because your population increased. So it's important to get counted. And like Gabby said, it, it there's a lot of repercussions to it. So, again, I want to emphasize if you're not a politics person, maybe you're like me and you're a money's gal or guy or somewhere in between. But if you're counted... And now that you know the count of your county or your city or your state, you can expect to see some of the changes that Danny described because federal funds will be headed your way. So, for instance, where I don't know if you all are familiar, but President Joe Biden has always harped on his infrastructure plan. A lot of that was built. I don't want to say because of the census, but there is a lot of great timing with it that he and his administration could make educated decisions about where to build better railroad systems or more bridges or more highway systems and roads because we have a count and he knows where to allocate the funds to. So hopefully if you got a pothole somewhere, that's going to be covered up in the next two years, maybe sooner. (laughs) But for your sake, I hope eventually. 
So I want to talk to you guys, what exactly does this mean for our future elections and future representation? You know, are we going to see a diver, uh, diversification in Congress? Are we going to see more people, more minorities in power? I you hope know? so. I know, right. I hope, I, I sure hope we all do. But I think what we will see, and I think this is my prediction, we're definitely going to see a lag where even when minorities become the majority, we're, we're going to see a lag on the national stage of who is representing us, you know? And I feel like both parties will have to continue to um cater to that minority electorate because i feel like it's it's only part of the the population change and if i think the party any political party doesn't um evolve to that i think they are in you know danger of their future you know you have a a shrinking white electorate i think that can have big consequences for the country and on that note too right now in recent headlines it i kept seeing it over and over again i'm not even familiar with the race itself but the headline boston is set to have its first non-white man mayor and it's because there's only women running for the seat and it's a narrow race one one is an asian woman and i find that so interesting because as manny said the national stage we're not going to see the impacts of what the census has seen probably for years, maybe another two decades. But at the local level, we're definitely seeing it right now. And I was previously in Orlando. Heads up, guys. <laughs> Great census conversation. I'm now in Georgia. <laughs> but um, just seeing the local politicians in that area or the local elected officials and uh, the more populous cities and counties had non-white, yeah, non-white and mostly women, majority women, representatives. And I think that's really cool that whatever the census is looking at, like whatever the data shows, we're already kind of seeing that output. Um, apart from that, I think the same way that there's so many different kinds of people, there's going to be so many more different jobs. Just alone, like in the political field, they worked really hard or almost this past election, um, this past presidential election, all the parties hired someone to lead like Hispanic, Afro-Latino, Asian, like, um, oh man, what is it called? Like either the caucuses or their own campaign groups. And I mm -hmm. even saw some Hispanic groups like trickle down like Carib the Caribbeans and versus just African-American and Hispanic or Southeast Asian, like leading those voting efforts or campaign efforts. So even though people are more multiracial, I think companies political parties and governments in general are understanding that you can no longer look at people as a monolith, even though the the census had to change to take that into account. I don't know. It's all very cool to me. Like, I, I know I started the episode with like, you, you are not just a statistic, but you're also a bag of money. So advertisers are like, how do I talk to you? Companies mm -hmm. want to know how they talk to you, sell their product to you. How do I get your vote? How do I make you watch my TV I mean, or smart. my stream? At the end of right. the day, you want to be able to connect to the different types of groups of people that are out there. And I, I think it's a smart way to go. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that as long as you understand what the right approach is. But that's I think that's a dilemma because that sounds hard. Mm -hmm. Like it's already tough enough to get people's attention this day and age. And now you're telling me like I have to research 12 different ways to maybe get someone's attention that's a hella yikes for me 
So I have a quick question for you both. Um, so Gabby just recently mentioned her move, right, from Orlando to Georgia. I recently moved not too far away from where I currently was in Maryland, but now I'm in Delaware. Um, I guess my question is how accurate is the census at the end of the day? Because people move around like crazy. Some people don't fill this out. The pandemic this time around obviously impacted the numbers. So, you know, I don't know. I would say it's not a mirror, but it's definitely a reflection because it's once every 10 years, but it's kind of like how smudgy is your mirror? Like how often do you clean it? We don't, we only clean it every 10 years. So it's not a crisp picture, but you can kind of make out what's happening. And that's how I see it. And it's a, it's a little like quick snapshot, you know, like what is the country currently look at? Obviously not everyone filled it out. Like you said, Danny. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's 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 a count, it's you know, a start. nonetheless. And I feel like that's why there's always a very big push to fill it out. I don't know if you guys have ever re- they even like make ads on it. Like I don't know if you guys ever saw like an oh, ad no, recently. Yeah, like, make sure you fill out. Yeah, <laughs> no, and they'll send out a field person to your house. They'll knock at your house. So yeah, it's it's pretty serious. And even the more reasons to fill it out <laughs> in 2030. <laughs> oh my gosh we're gonna be so different by then <laughs> yikes where will we well where will we all be living by then oh god i don't even i, I never thought i'd live in georgia i don't even know what I'm, I'm doing tomorrow guys <laughs> but honest question this is for y'all and if you're latinx and listening i wonder what this means for our community for our ethnicity because as far as i'm concerned we're one of we're the majority ethnicity and it looks like we're growing, but also the number of Hispanics who speak Spanish in America is decreasing. So, so what, sad. What does that mean for our culture, y'all? Like, this is this is this is my grind the grind my gear section for me. Oh my god! <laughs> Here's I'm I'm scared. My as a first. And, you know, as a first well, generation, is scared. Let's start from there. She's been scared. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're probably right. Our, our our grandparents are probably like, oh my god. You know, our culture. I feel like a first generation immigrant. I'm scared. What my sixth, seventh generation family member, you know, my great great grandchild will look like. You know, they're obviously going to be more white. They're going to have less connection to the island. You know, so it's you know, I I, I kind of you know, married to like, sometimes you'll ask a person who identifies as white and they're like, you know, where your family from? And like, yeah, my, my great, great, great grandma was like, I'm like one eighth Dutch or like French or something. I'm Polish. Yeah. You're like, like, yeah. So like, are you really, you're like so far removed. So, but then that brought me to think about maybe just the Latino terminology will be dropped. And I think maybe we'll just all identify as multiracial. Like, Think about it. Maybe a hundred years from now, it's like, hey, we're just all multi. There's one box on the census. It's multiracial. Just check it out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's sad to us because we live in this present, right? So any any change is always scary. But maybe like in future years and generations to come, it'll be like the norm. So like the way I see it for me, for example, since I'm from literally the whole world. Um, like if you think about it, I'm only Hispanic because my parents were born there, but my background has always been European and it has always been Arab. Um, and I like from my dad's side, for example, European, Polish, Russian, I have zero connection. Like I don't speak the language. I don't know any words in either language. 
Um, I don't eat the food. I don't even know what they eat, to be honest, or like what their sweets are. Like all I know is that my grandma was born in Russia and she lived and grew up in Argentina. She doesn't even know Russian. You know what I mean? So I'm so right. far removed from that, but I identify as Hispanic more than either of the other backgrounds, if that makes sense. Right. So I don't know. It's just like you connect to what you're used to and what, I don't know, like I feel like there's so many different factors within your environment that shape who you are. Bro, like unpopular <laughs> opinion, we all might just call ourselves American. Honestly, yeah. Because <laughs> don't you kind of feel like it's an insult? Like, don't you feel like you're insulting like yeah, your, your no, family? Anytime, and that's always a joke. Like, someone told me whenever I meet anyone from Florida or from South Florida, I'm like, "Oh, where are you from?" And they'll be like, "I'm Haitian or I'm Dominican American. or whatever." Uh -huh. And they're like, "No, but like, where are you? Like, where did you come from?" And you're like, "Oh, yeah, I live in Florida or I'm from West Palm or etc." And that's a joke that a lot of people that I've met out of state say that Floridians identify with what, it, what wherever their cultural roots are. Mm, interesting. Um, but the way Danny's explaining it, like I think in the future, as people don't have a connection to their <laughs> roots, they're just going to identify wherever they're born Where with. They're, like yeah. how Danny's dad identifies as Argentinian, Argentinian because he was born there. And I'm pretty sure. Finished. I'm pretty sure this problem, so-called issue only happens in the United States pretty much because you talk to any anyone else around the world and odds are they're going to tell you like the place they live in is where their family has been from for like ages right. ago. Okay, so let me pose the question. Then our hypothetical great, 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 great grandchild is going to fill out the census and they're going to put white on it or not Hispanic, non-Hispanic. Non well, maybe, maybe so the America gonna go back to being non. Maybe, oh my gosh! Wait, no, pause. I, I think that the boxes might change. Like, I don't think okay. they're always gonna stay okay. this way. They'll change, but do you what think that person will no ever idea. be non-Hispanic? Gabby Guys, looks anxious over there. No, because our our people would probably be non-Hispanic, high key. And let's say, like in my case, for instance, my mom was born in New York, my dad in Cuba. They got married. So I only have one immigrant parent. Lewis and I, Lewis was born in Panama. I was born in the States. If we were ever to have kids, they would only have one immigrant parent. So unless that pattern continued down the line, which it could. Same with me. Oh my gosh. But anywho, I, the point I was going to make is we're concerned about the multiracial thing going up. Like those are probably generally Americans that were here or right. like think of our generation. Our generation are finally adults. Like we did not have to fill out the census in 2010. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's our generation that kind of like put this wave of multiracial in there mm -hmm. but immigration okay. trends could very much change it because they're still going to be a hispanic box i'm scared for the native one oh, personally yeah. because yeah. that could like not to sound morbid but that could right. die out or that could get extremely watered down because there's already so right. few due to our history so but true. immigration for us is very simple but you're not a, you can't be native american if right. you're native from another country, you'd be considered right. something right. else. So that's how yeah. I view it personally. I don't think, I think the trends maybe still continue in that direction, but by our great, 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 great eighth one, just to throw it in there, grandkid. <laughs> um, so that'll be like 10 generations from now. Um, then I think shit will flip. But until then, <laughs> we're just going to have mm. to see what happens. Very interesting. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I guess we'll always have immigration flowing in and out from multiple countries. Like, I, I foresee that still right. being predominantly, a- you know, from Latin America. Yeah, and like there's more trains. There, there's these trains that go like at lightning speed. We're sending people to space like it's nothing. Like pretty soon we might be like Martian. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Did you travel to Mars this year? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That'll be on our next vaccine passport. Oh my god. Guys, <laughs> I doesn't. So it's it's not. A, is, am I the only one that's here? Like with an existential crisis that. My future family will be not Cuban because <laughs> I'm I'm getting a little sad right now. Oh, I trust me. It, like this is a whole different level. But Lewis and I always discuss that if we were to ever have kids, they wouldn't be a first generation student like the way we were. So they wouldn't understand the trials right. and tribulations that we went to. Right. And then if we have a kid that's like, I don't want to go to college, but in our families, like education was key. Mm-hmm. We're like, how do we teach them that cultural significance mm. or put the same level of importance and impact upon them solely because they, the only reason why it would be different is solely because they were born here and they had two parents two college educated parents who know English and Spanish and et cetera. So that's my existential crisis. Like me potentially like one of my future generation, whatever decides that school's not important or that their culture is not important. That's where I'm like, Oh man, there's absolutely nothing I can do about that. (laughs) Wait. So are you both first generations? Yeah. So I don't think I, I am because, or like I didn't qualify for it or I didn't even think about like applying for it in college because my mom uh, had like a, a full four year college uh, degree in Mexico, even though it wasn't in the US. And my dad did. And my dad didn't go to college. But I mean, technically, like I'm the first person in my immediate family to graduate from the US, if that makes sense. Yeah, the- you're yeah. still considered first. No, you'd be really? You're still considered wow, first. I didn't even get the benefits for it. I counted, but not for as if you heard Danny say qualify, it's because there's a lot of scholarships and such. But even they determine what first gen is differently and take right. into account education from your family background and et cetera. Needless to say, that might have to change in the future, too, because that number could go down. Right. Yeah, I think you're still considered first gen because it's a whole to- – like, nobody's experienced that in your family. Like- right. Well, they have, just not in my immediate family. That's the thing. Right. No, it counts. It, it counts. still does. Yeah, I, I went through – I went through that whole existential crisis in college because I'm like, I'm so privileged, but not in this way. <laughs> right. But anywho, I, that's enough about us and our experiences. Basically, we wanted to just highlight the fact that Latinos and Hispanics are growing, y'all. Like, let's celebrate that. Insert maracas Woo! here. <laughs> but... <laughs> As I mentioned before, statistics are only made because we exist and we live life and have an experience. So you are more than what you check on the census. However, go ahead and let us know what you check anyway, or if there needs to be a new box included. Maybe you're having an existential crisis like Danny. Maybe you're like Manny and you know what you're going to check every single time. (laughs) Or maybe the census should take your word into account. Next time that you're hanging out with your group of friends, see if the census is reflected among your amigos and be like, Oye, what did you check on the census? And did you even fill it out? (laughs) Let's talk about that.